I know it hasn't been very long since you've seen us, but uh, welcome. Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel live. Guys, what's going on? Hope everybody's having a good start to the week. I know it's been a pretty busy day for me. I'm going to uh, uh, actually when I'm done here, I'll probably get back on the work laptop and do a little bit more. That's pretty much how it's been going for me right now. As everybody knows, Going Bracket Racing brought to you by uh, TSR Racing Parts, Racing Products, Champ Performance, BRG 3D Printed parts ken jones performance team 14 motorsports and our friends over at syntex printing out there in temple texas thank you everybody for uh, for joining us and uh casey what's going on man nothing man finally get to go racing this weekend it looks like supposed to be a nice weekend gonna be about i want to say mid 70s um halloween havoc's at galat that's always a fun race 210 granders uh I want to say it's only 125 a day if you're single entering to run uh, two 10 graders. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I want to say it's 220 for the weekend. I'm not 100% certain on the actual all weekend fees this year because unfortunately I'm only going to be able to run on Saturday, but at least I can run on Saturday. You know what I mean? I had a lot going on lately and uh, it's good to finally be able to go out racing again. Yeah, man, I know the feeling. Get to have a Halloween race at XRP, uh, weather permitting. Hopefully that weather holds up. I'm looking forward to getting in, uh, getting in mowing, picking up where I left off from the last race. Uh, from what I've learned, I see Kevin Little in the house. I see Russell Dow in the house. I see Tyler Stein in here. Welcome, welcome. Got Bracket Racer one, Team 14 over there on the, uh, on the YouTube side, fixing used race cars, old racer, everybody, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're going to go through a quick recap, man. Casey, man, we had a pretty event-filled week weekend, uh, to say the least, man. And uh, I figure it's a pretty good time to recap some of that stuff and and go from there. Definitely. If, uh, if y'all didn't catch live from the 8th Mile, me and George were live for three or four hours or something during the last, I want to say, 24 cars in the million. We got... Uh, Got some insider information there from drag coverage. TJ Pruitt was in on the uh, in on the split talks and everything, and was filming all that. We brought that up, had Motormania up live. Uh, we're kind of doing just like a play-by-play of the whole OG Million, and we saw a lot of weird things out there, man. Things that we didn't expect, and also once we got down to you know only a few cars left, there weren't a ton of big names in. I mean, obviously AJ Ash and Jason Lynch stayed in till six of them. Right. Um, you know, they're definitely not small names, um, but there's definitely some crazy stuff that went on at the OG Million. Right. We definitely we definitely got uh, got to crown a few new names, uh, to say the least. Names we already knew. Congratulations, Tucker Cancelar. I already knew your name, but good job. Good job winning the million. I'm pretty sure everybody knows your name now, bud. So uh, good job out there on uh, cracking cracking their heads for that. Um, but uh Definitely, Casey. So as we talk about that, I want to first get into the size of the OG million and and bring in some conversations that we've had in the past about this particular year, about how it's gone down. Talk to me, man. What did you think about the size? 496 entries is a huge event for the OG million. And uh, congratulations, Folk Promotions, on that event. Well, first of all, I just want to say I told everybody, so all of you that said I was crazy for saying there was going to be 400, first of all, you hurt my feelings because I was going to say 414, and then I, I narrowed it down to 400. But uh, yeah, man, 496 entries, it just goes to show you what the stature uh, of the OG million is in, in the entire bracket racing community. And 
Absolutely. It did not disappoint. I mean, Race Tarleton, the runner-up of the OG Million. The, the craziest thing is, the thing that is most memorable to me about this OG Million was there's never a shortage of drama at the OG Million. And at this point, Race Tarleton was holding the bye, carrying the bye for at least, well, the round of 24, he had it. Three, three rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had it at the round of 24. Obviously, he couldn't use it at the round of 12. Obviously, he couldn't use it at the round of six. He would. He was guaranteed to buy to the final if he wins the round of six. Obviously, we know that happened. But what a lot of people don't think about is the fact that they said, okay, Race, you've been carrying this for three rounds. At least he might have even been carrying it before that. We don't even know for sure. That's just when they started talking about it. But, okay, Race, so this round for you to lose this round is $40,000. If you win this round, you're guaranteed to buy to the final, which guarantees you if you lose the finals, you get $140,000. So that's a $100,000 round. Oh, and by the way, the guy you're running is A.J. Ash, one of the best racers in the entire country. So there you go. Right, right. And we'll stay on race, Tarleton, because it was a pretty, as I watched, I rewatched the stream there. We had a pretty interesting conversation surrounding what do you do once you get the buy run? And this big of a race. Well, race, uh, race, Tarleton, <laughs> you proceeded to do a burnout dang near to the 330, number one. <laughs> and back it up, launch that joker as hard as you could, shut it down, and back, back up. So I know you were going for a lane choice or something, or something had to be going through that particular thought process. Case, break it down for me. What did you think that was, his thought process was there? Well, clearly his thought process was that uh, Tucker Cancelar just won right in front of him in the left lane. And race had been running the left lane, as far as I could tell, the entire the entire race. Um, which, by the way, yeah, I agree with you, fixing to use race cars, ultimate racer name. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, Dylan Champion saying nerves of steel uh, on him. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the crazy thing is, is that I really didn't expect him. Like you said, we had this on the on the live from the eighth mile conversation. We had a very long conversation about this amongst us in the chat and things like that. Um, somebody had brought up. I can't remember who it was. I don't. I don't remember who it was that brought it up. I know George Hoff was in on it. Maybe that was his his thought. He said, "Do you think that?" he's going to make the run or not. And I said, to be quite honest with you, if it was me in that position, you know, and I wasn't, so it's irrelevant. But if it was me in that position, I probably would not have left the starting line wide open because of the fact that, like, I probably would have went in, lit both bulbs, took the green light, went forward and back, back out and went back and charged the car up, things like that. Because number one, fast door cars, hard on input shafts, period. They just are. Second of all, hard on planetaries, period. And this is a fast door car, man. I mean, look right here. And uh, let's see the round he ran A.J. Ash. Because, by the way, whenever he ran A.J. Ash, obviously A.J. didn't uh, startle him at all. Because I want to say he's races 11 total on A.J. Right, um, right. So let's see here if I can find that. Yeah. Race is 007, dialed 487, goes 87 with a 4, 141 mile an hour in the door car. So... The point is, I I figured, you know, normally I'm a guy that I'm going to make the run, but I'm also not staging up to win hundreds of thousands of dollars. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I probably wouldn't have risked it. He did. uh, He did risk it. 
The reason being is because his thoughts, thought process was Tucker Cancelar just won in the left lane. I'm going to go up here. The way they decide lane choice, I guess, was by best reaction time. And Race did get lane choice and kicked Tucker back over to his other lane. Maybe he figured it would take him out of his mental game. Maybe he thought that was more valuable than uh, just going to the other lane and making the run down that lane and seeing what happens. Um, but either way, he's in the final and I'm not. So true, that's his true. choice. He can do what he wants. True, true. I agree with you, though. It, it was definitely a nerve-wracking moment for me for race as that burnout happened, that launch happened. I get the thought process behind it, however I do. And talk to me, and this is just me spitballing it since we're in the in the conversation now. But in that situation, should the final round be a flip a coin for lane you mean choice? For lane choice? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. that uh, I think that at this point, let's see, it was that was the tenth round of the day. Right. I mean, you need to be able to earn your way for everything. Uh, usually, it's either best package or or best reaction time. I mean, either way, you were the best in one way or another. I honestly agree with best reaction time better than best package as far as lane choice goes because for example if uh, if i'm running you and i let go and i'm perfect on the tree and you break or you're like a hundred on the tree or whatever and i go down there and lift and i'm two tenths above or something yep then you know yeah i won the round but i gave up lane choice like am i expected to go down there and try to have a perfect run now so i can get lane choice so i do agree with the uh with with the idea of just having best reaction time That makes perfect sense, too. So I do like that. I just figured I'd throw the question out there to see if it gained any steam. I knew your answer, I think, before I asked that question. I do like how all that transpired. So as we backtrack a little bit back to the fact that there were uh, there would have been 498 entries if Gravedigger hadn't have broke, according to Paige Hamlin, because I know Scooter <laughs> Hamlin, one of my picks to win the bad boy, was entered twice. Um, he may or may not have had a few things exit the oil pan. And anytime that happens, pretty sure everybody's heart's going to be on the floor. So um, it happened at the end of the year, at least. At least it didn't happen in March. That's always always when it's the worst. It's never a good time anytime for that to happen. But if it happens in October, that's a lot better than it happening in March. True, true. Hey, shout out Randy Bowerman, by the way, too, putting that old GBR logo card in the winner's circle. That's a good job, man. Uh, but going back to the amount of amount of racers entered into this race, Folk Promotions came up with, I, I want to say it was the second round we heard Ryan Gleghorn announce that they're going to pay $300, I think it was, to the loser of that round. And that's I, I want to stop there and give kudos to them for forethought in that plan. I know that everybody it's not and, and I want to touch on this first. It's not an unsung or unspoken rule that if the promoter makes more money than what's on the flyer, that they need to give it back to the racer. That's goodness. That's just being grace, gracious uh, and then keeping your customer happy. So it's smart business. Right. No, nobody's going to disagree with me there. I'm pretty sure of it. But to hand out 300 to the loser of the I believe it was the loser of the second round. As a matter of fact, um, third, that's third that was, round, was a third round loser. OK, I third round so. loser. That's pretty big. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, that That's pretty big to me. Talk to me about that, Casey, and their thought process behind doing that. What I think is cool about that, about giving it back to the third round losers. Number one, the a lot of those guys like I think they, they decided that after 
the door cars that already run that round. So those guys are all down in the dumps. Oh, I just lost, you know, third round of the OG right before the money and all this stuff, you know. It turns out they're getting money now, and they've, they're already done. They're probably half of them are loaded up by then. Right. So they still do get – I know $300 isn't anything whenever you're talking $2,000 entry fees, but – it is something, and it definitely does take the sting out of it because at least that'll pay for your diesel fuel to get back to wherever you're going for right. the most part. Some Maybe of it, not shoot. nowadays, but it'll at least cover some of it. But <laughs> the thing I liked about it is typically whenever that happens, when a promoter is going to give back to everybody else, they put it at the top. Well, that's only helping a small group of people, but to put it at the bottom is really helping the guys that a lot of people forget about a lot of times, which, you know, will eventually go back to this, I'm sure, in this conversation of the round money conversation. But if you want people to keep showing up, then you need to disperse it to everyone. And when you have $640,000 on top already, do you really need to put, because think, you know, yeah, it's only $300, but think about it across all those guys. That's that's probably like 30 grand, you right. know? So that right. could have easily made it almost... You know, that could have made it $675,000 or something up top, and that would have been the highlight of the year, and that would have been up in lights and all that stuff. That would have helped folk promotions really also, but they chose to give it to everybody else, which I think was an uh, admirable choice. Yeah, I think it was an admirable choice as well, and I think it actually is going to help folk, folk promotions out more than putting it up top, simply because of what you said. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of money to get there. That's number one, first and foremost. All those people are now there uh, exiting the round that the money starts. Well, let's change that. Let's actually sweeten the pot a little bit for those losers and, and losers of that round, should I say, and and sweeten it a little bit for them. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take my hats off to them. Uh, on how the event was run altogether, uh, seemingly, uh, you know, from from my standpoint, one of this a pretty smooth race from what I've seen. So um, definitely, uh, Casey, as we continue to move forward, I want to get into uh, the another conversation that we had live on the eighth mile round number six. I believe is when it was, and I'm going to be honest. I want to say I counted four or. Maybe four give it back triple O's in that round or a few cars being 45 hun above to lose the race by double O six. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what that is if you're around bracket racing. OK, did it just tighten up? I mean, I think at that round, it might have been 10 grand to, to lose. I think I'm um, going off of memory here. I, I don't quite have that written down. If you if you missed the, the live from the eighth mile, we did have drag coverage. TJ was inside scoop. By the way, I'm going to caveat that comment. We need to have that type of footage at every major event. I don't care what it is. Everybody wants to be so secretive about the split. Man, that adds a lot of drama to the mix. Everybody's able to hear. Oh man, if I lose this round, I get ten grand. If I win this, if I win this one, I get twenty five. People need to hear that, man. That's a big piece, a huge piece of bracket racing that I think we're missing the boat on. Talk to me, Casey. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, the thing that I kept putting, and you'll notice this on the Facebook page if anybody goes back and looks at the Facebook page. There were a lot of times that I was saying, pros can't do this, pros can't do this. And that's 100% the truth. Like, the money that was paid out at the OG Million, even though, yes, you know, Galen Rawlison's paid more than that, Kyle Riley's paid more than that, the point is, is that just at the OG Million this year, which is the highest paying this year, 
the professionals would never stand to get that in one day. It, they just won't. And that's why, you know, my point, the whole idea behind going bracket racing was to give people publicity that everybody looks down on. Everybody always wants to look down on the bracket racers, all the heads up racers, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them like to look down on bracket racers. They can't make this much money. You don't make this kind of money in no prep Kings. I don't care who you are. I guess maybe you do with your merch sales and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know, bracket racing, if you really, if you want to become a millionaire, you go bracket racing. You don't run heads up and you can do it running with something that costs as much as your set of rods does in your MPK car. Sure, sure. And and I'll tell you what, you know, I think they win maybe, maybe, what is it, 40 grand a race. And then if unless you're Ryan uh, and, and you don't take him out, he collects the bounty and gets an extra 10 grand. So he wins 50 <laughs> a race or something like that. So something. that's that's pretty neat. Don't get me wrong, but man, if you lost eighth round, I think you might have made sixty grand. <laughs> so right. I, that's where I'm. That's what I'm going with 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 the race this large. Um, this was excellent, uh, excellent payout. That that the purse cutting. I'm telling. you, I'm gonna say it again. That needs to be televised or or spoken of every single big money race. You're not hiding from the IRS. They already know you're about to get paid in the first place, and ain't nobody going to hand you $80,000 cash. So why aren't we saying what the split was or wasn't, you know, as some people just don't like the split. So definitely another thing I wanted to address was that particular moment in the race. We'll be right back to you guys. Just hang in there. We're going to get a couple sponsors words from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. Thanks for joining us. TSR Racing Products is everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800 394 5889 BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks everybody for joining us. BRG 3D printer motors- motorsports parts. Thank you for what you do for us. TSR Racing Products, thank you. Thank, thank you for everything that you do. Um, I'm pretty sure if Race Tarleton had a broken input shaft, we probably would have been giving you a call. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, well, he can buy it now. Right. I think he can afford a few. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shoot, was it $140,000 to the runner-up or something like that? Unless they cut it some more. Unless um, they cut it up a little more, which we don't know, but... But uh, anyway, going back up, going back to that round six and giving it back triple O and giving it back double O six being forty five hundred above. 
Let's talk about that. What would you say was the contributing factor behind that? I'm pretty sure I know your answer. I'm pretty sure everybody in here knows your answer, but let's break that down a little bit. Well, dude, I mean, at the at the time where you're finally starting to really get paid, like when you're when, like you said, that particular round that you're talking about right now, it's 10 grand to lose. We're getting into substantial money at this point. You know, we're not talking like a thousand or two thousand. We're talking 10. Then we're talking 20. Then we're talking 40, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I think that basically what everybody's doing is they're looking around and they're like, all these guys are on it right now. I have to tighten it up because. This is what it takes to win this race. I mean, Sean Carpenter at that round's in twice, you know? Right. And uh, you still got Will Holloman in. You got Kenny Underwood in. You got A.J. Ash in. You got Jason Lynch in. Chris Whitfield's still in. Um, you know, Christopher Dodd's still in. You, I mean, you got a lot of and, – and by the way, none of those guys won the race. Dave Triplett was still in sixth round, it looks right, like. Right, right. Uh, Aaron Vale. Yeah, that's who know, raced – I think they raced each other in sixth round, Vale and Triplett. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yep. And then Aaron Dysinger, who's who's like, I mean, dude, I swear that that car probably since June, it has to have 150 runs on it. He's deep at every sing every single week, every single week for the last like three months since the SFG race in Michigan, which I think he runnered up at. He has been seemingly in the split ever since then. I mean, and that Malibu has to be one of the best back half door cars I have ever seen in my life. As far as hit whatever is on the dial-in board, it will run that number. It's either Every the Malibu time. or the driver, because I was going to say the same thing. It's, it's seemingly of those 100 round, 150 passes he didn't put on the car, however many you said, 80% of them was dialed 621, and he probably went 621. So yeah. that car is definitely pretty solid, but can't say enough about the driver uh, as well. Um, I know that name is pretty well known this year, and especially uh, if there was an MVP award to be handed out at Folk Promotions, that's your MVP, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I think I saw him deep in just about everything. So uh, right. hats off to Dysinger. Um, uh, hopefully, if we're ever in the, at the same track, you can you can pull into the back of the lanes while I'm in the front. If you know what I mean, so that's what um, it seems like it needs shoot, to take. Because what he needs to do, what he needs to do, is don't make the mistake that every single other person does whenever they start winning and decide they need a different car, or a different setup. He needs to put that car exactly back together, freshen it up exactly like he did this year, and just keep racing it. In my opinion, because that right. car, everything that it likes, every single thing that it has right now, including the driver. That's right. That's right. So. But yeah, I think the tightening of the race, just like you said, it's it's the money is starting to show itself. People are people just stood in and watched uh, Mitchell McKinney give the breakdown of how much money is about to be split down the line. Uh, people just agreed to it. The nerves must be extremely high at that point. Um, and and tighten it up to make it as close as possible was definitely there. Uh, a 420, I think he was down 429, ended up going 434 or something like that. Give it back, 006. I feel for you. I can't remember who you were racing. I think it was Race Tarleton, but I just can't remember. And and got down there, and we talked about this Casey being whack happy. That one more whack at the end of the track always seems to get us in trouble. And that's what I think I saw about three or four times within round six. That's definitely uh definitely when the racing began to tighten up a whole lot more 
Yeah. Well, like I said, man, I mean, whenever you start to look around and you start to see the guys around you, I mean, there were a lot of names I said right there that I don't think anybody would be surprised if their name was ultimately on the check um, at the end of the night. I mean, my personal pick was Jason Lynch. Jason has been chasing this seemingly since the OG million started and uh, has always been deep in the OG million and never quite got there. And I really thought that this was going to be his year and, you know, came up a little bit short. Definitely not, uh, probably not that disappointed. Still took home a decent amount of cash. Um, but I know ultimately the OG million, even though it does pay a whole bunch of money, it isn't necessarily about the money. It's about the prestige that comes along with saying, look what I did. You know, I think there's, there are a lot of people out there that if they won that race, I don't like, I'm not going to say that they would necessarily quit, but I think they would be satisfied if, you know, they just did mediocre the rest of the time because at one point they were the best of the best. Right, right. I got a question coming in here from the chat. And guys, if you got any questions, feel free to chime in. Sorry, I've neglected the chat just a little bit there in the very beginning, but Wally Gator's coming in. What was the final payout for the winner and runner up? I believe it was 30140. Am I right, Casey? I think that was the original split, but that it turned out, yeah, once uh, they got to 12 cars, somebody must have wanted to hold out a little bit more on top, yeah. and they must have cut it a little bit more at 12 cars because it ended up being 215 to the winner and 140 for the runner-up. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. by the way, speaking of all that, at some point, because of the trash talking I was doing on the Heads Up Racers a little earlier, somebody's going to say, oh, why do they call it the OG Million, this, that, and the other, if they're only going to pay that? Sorry, they, they paid 215000 the winner. If that makes you feel better, because a lot of these Heads Up races, they're going to be able to pay, you know, like you said, Ryan Martin can get fifty grand at MPK, but I'm pretty sure the runner-up gets zero. Well, our runner-up got one hundred forty grand. So if that's you want to call right. it that, that's fine. But I think the guy that that got down to the semis still got fifty grand. And as, as it goes a long way to say this too. I mean, I, I know that there's, I can count on I think three fingers how many people wouldn't split right now, and I'm not going to name drop. Okay, but who wouldn't split six hundred and forty thousand? Right. Who wouldn't? So exactly. I, I don't think that there's there's much to take away from. Yes, it's called the million. Yes, it's a progressive scale million. You have to have 626 entries. But you guys saw those pits. You you guys saw and not just us as bracket racers. I, I, I told you uh, during the live stream, I saw Drag Illustrated posted a picture, an aerial view of what it looked like out there at Capital City. And there was just a lot of people out there. Daniel Morton, I want my piece of the pie too. Pecan, pumpkin, I don't care what it is. <laughs> Let me have some of it. Even if it's just paper, I'll eat that too. You know what I mean? So Speaking of that, uh, speaking of that, Travis Morton got him a uh, got him an Iron Man over the weekend too. So congratulations to Travis because I'm pretty sure Daniel got one earlier in the year also. So now they're even again. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> It's pretty good stuff. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Now, you alluded to one thing, and I kind of wanted to touch on it a little bit about the splits and then moving into the final round, because this isn't just for the OG million, in my opinion. This is probably across the board. And I had a, I had a few messages come through throughout the week and ask this question. So I'm going to put it out there and I'll take everybody's input here. Does splitting the race change the integrity of the final? Integrity is probably the wrong word, but seemingly after a split, the final round generally isn't 15 pack, 20 pack. It's generally something a lot higher, which 
is interesting to me. Um, I've I've only seen that happen a few times, but obviously somebody's seen it happen a few more considering the amount of messages I got about that. What do you think, Casey? So you mean just as in the in the idea that people lay down more in the final because they're not as amped up? I, I, I'm wondering that, and I think that it's just something to touch on because I have my opinion of that. But what do you think? Well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, you know, yes, would I be happy if I lost in the final and made $140,000? Yes, I would be. Absolutely, I would be. I could pay the majority of my house off doing that, you know. But there's 215000 to the winner, which I want to say, what's that, $85,000, $75,000, something like that? So, uh, you know, yes, I still am going to try to win the final if that's right. the question, right. you know. Right. So that's a good answer. And that's kind of what my thought is, too. Uh, and, then, and then on top of that, we are talking about the OG million where you've already mentioned the prestige of the race. It's the most prestigious race of the year. So I'm pretty sure there isn't going to be any lay down runs. Maybe just quite a bit of nerves can be what's contributing to a little uh, subpar reaction time and a subpar finish line, you know. Uh, so that's where I stand with it. I don't know, Casey, man, there's so much to unpack from the OG million. So much. And I'm, I've seen a few few comments in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and kind of air out a little bit of the dirty laundry, but make it clean at the same time and say um, good job to everybody across the board. You know, and um, when we talk about some of the things that all of us are beginning to read on Internet and, and post about and air out, uh, keep in mind to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Because that's only going to make bracket racing that much better in the first place. So um, definitely ha- uh, we have seen all of the comments and, and kind of the, 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 the flow of comments towards the timing issues, the track issues and things of that nature. Um, we witnessed them watching live on, on, on Motormania as well. So I don't want to bring much light to it because honestly, I'm not a promoter. Number two, I didn't even know what a, what is it, a photo lens or a photo photo cell? Uh, photos. I didn't even know what the heck that was. So I can't answer it. I can't answer your questions with enough education behind it, if you know what I mean. So, uh, thanks for your comments, however. And, uh, I'm sure more will come out about what actually went down at Capital City Motorsports as it pertains to a track. Casey, you got anything to add? I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I wasn't there, so I really don't have an opinion or a dog in the fight because I, I just, I don't, I wouldn't know what I was talking about, you know. And there's no sense in, uh, you know, spreading, spreading rumors, no matter who you believe, type thing. If you weren't there, then you weren't a part of it. I have heard some things from some buddies that were there, uh, you know, and like I said, they get to have an opinion. They went down the track. They understand what's going on. They've seen their time slips. And uh, you can develop opinions off of that. But I personally am not going to uh, speak on it because I don't think I have the right to. I wasn't there participating. That's a good, that's a good call. That's a good call. Definitely. Ryan Gleghorn chimes in back here as we change subjects. The amount of pressure is unreal. One percent of us will will ever get in an atmosphere like that. I be, I'm, I'm with him, you know. Uh, and so that's kind of what I contributed to. I don't necessarily think it's a lay down or a, or a lack of effort. Um, I'm pretty sure every like it's still seventy five thousand dollars on the line in that round. So I'm sure everybody's there to knock the tree over. Well, and think about it this way, too. Just in the grand scheme of the OG million. First of all, like we've been saying over and over and over, beating the dead horse. How many times have people got deep in the rounds and never made it happen? 
Now, yes, you can say, okay, Gary Williams has won it multiple times. So has Dave Triplett. So has Kenny Underwood. There's only been, that was the 27th OG million, right? How many different racers have entered that race over those years? Thousands is the answer, you know, thousands and thousands. What is the likelihood you will ever be back in that final round? You know what I mean? Yes, it looks like because three guys have won it twice, it looks like that's going to happen. But you're talking about three major big name guys. For the guy like the Casey or the George, what is the likelihood you're ever even, you might not be back at the race. You know, financial reasons might not allow you to go all the way to Montgomery and enter this big of a race again. Maybe it's a bucket list deal. You might not ever be on the premises again. You might be watching on Motor Mania TV or watching live from the eighth mile on GBR. Right. You know, so um, at the end of the day, yeah, again, there's no way I would never lay down in the final if it was for a trophy. Period. <laughs> you nah, know? I ain't laying, I'm not laying that's down. That's a racer. You're a yeah. racer. Yeah, that's exactly right. I want the prestige of winning it, number one. If it's a trophy, if it's whatever, I don't care. I want it. 75 grand, I definitely want. So um, definitely uh, appreciate the comment, Ryan Gleghorn. It's definitely spot on. Um, but, uh, hey, Danny Hoff, good luck out there heading out to Vegas. Try to bring home one of those big wallies. Go do your thing out there, man. And uh, let us this know is- how it goes. This is interesting also. Michael Beard says, I was involved in the split at the Labor Day 250K last year, and it was one of the quickest split decisions ever made, and there was no pressure. Everybody's getting paid. That was a footbrake race, I believe, though, and it is very interesting to see the difference in footbreakers are more like, uh, they're, they're exactly like Michael Beard just said. They're, everybody's getting paid. Let's, let's make it where everybody gets paid well. Now, in top bulb stuff, and we experienced this at the OG Million, somebody somebody said here in the chat, Dylan Champion, Brad Clark wouldn't have split, it seems. that's I think that was the guy that was no splitting with the, in the final with uh, Nick Folk uh, the day before the million, I want to say. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, this is kind of the way I've always seen it. I prefer to split. However, I'm not going to be the one to say somebody – Somebody, uh, you know, doesn't have the right to tell you you can't split because we all knew what we signed up for. And at the end of the day, all you had to do, and that guy did it, all he had to do was get down to the split decision and he can say no. So that's another thing going back to the whole deal where people are going to say, oh, it was split. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Well, if you were still in at 24 cars, you could have said no split, too, and nobody could have done anything about it. True statement. True statement. You could have ran all the way to the bank with 640 grand if you had been there and if. You won. You would have been crazy. Yeah, that's all I got. I, <laughs> I don't know anybody who ain't going to split $640,000. That's just me. You either got to be made of money or something of that. You got to be made of money not to split that race. So um, definitely, uh, definitely very interesting. So now, nah, Casey, what else we got going on over here as far as for the OG million goes? Because what do we have to look forward to? I guess this is my next question for you. Going into next year. How does the OG million look to you for next year? I mean, you know, we don't know what the economy is going to look like next year. I don't foresee it being that great because I honestly didn't see it being as good as it was this year. Um, I think that a lot of it was to do they had they had a relatively big race right before this. So that helped. Um, I also think it's at the end of the year. So there's a lot of people that are like, well, this, if this is my last race until, you know, February, so be it. I think there's also a lot of people that are like, well, we might not even be big money racing next year. So this might be my last chance. So 
you know, that was the reason I initially said that I picked the highest out of everybody that I know that does shows like this of the car count, because that's how I personally would feel about it if I was going or if I had the intention to go, then this would be the year I'm going because, you know, not that I don't have the intention to go. I would love to go. It's one of my bucket list items, but uh, I didn't have the financial ability to do it this year. Anyway, my point is, is that I think there's a lot of people that think this might be the last mega money race for a while. I don't want to say big money because big money in my in my mind is 10 grand and up still, you know, because that makes a difference for me. But mega money, in my opinion, is like above 50. And I really don't think there's going to be a whole lot of stuff paying above 100 next year. Regardless, you know, it's like you said on a couple shows back while there's stuff scheduled. That's fine and dandy. Stuff can also be canceled, you know. True, true. I personally, I see the the OG million continuing in this area in this direction. Uh, we talked about this live on live from the eighth mile. It's seemingly, and I think it was Troy Abercrombie who brought this to our attention, Casey. That you know the un or excuse me the self employed you know uh, sector of America or whatever you want to call it. They're not experiencing any difficulties, and there are several groups of people not experiencing any difficulties. So this whole quote-unquote recession seems to be only affecting certain certain areas of people. Yeah. So my, I'm actually gonna hold my breath before I make a comment. Maybe I don't. We don't go political here, but maybe after November we'll have a little bit better of a of a thought process. But I feel like that that the OG million is going to continue in this trajectory. If oh, we yeah. see 550 next year, I will not be shocked. I'm, I'm well, going to be honest. You know, and and I didn't mean it in the way as the OG Million's going away. The OG Million will be the last man standing as right. it always has been. It's made right. it through several recessions already, several really, really, really bad times. Like, I mean, you remember whenever we were in college, uh, about high school to, to college time, things were really, really bad. Right. Like they're not, as, they don't make right now look like anything. Right. So, and it made it through that. Now, uh, going off of what you were saying that uh, Troy was saying, as far as the self-employed, you know, that kind of makes me change my mind about what I said earlier and eat my words a little bit about the mega money stuff, because guess what? All the guys at that OG million, most of them were there for two weeks. That screams self-employed. That screams it. Yes, you know, it does. So maybe maybe they won't have a problem. You guys might be right. You yes, know? It does. And I hope it, that you are. It either screams it or everybody is planning using Michael Beer's master schedule. What race are we going to go to? This just so happened to be one of those races. And I foresee this happening a lot more, too, where tracks, local tracks are starting to get a sniff of, Oh, SFG's coming in the area. Oh, uh, folks are bringing the OG our way or or let's throw a race the weekend before it. I know it's happening already, like to some extent, but to throw three 20 Ks the week before mm-hmm. this, that's that's a heck of a warm up to lead into a race like this. I think that's going to happen a little bit more next year, and I think we'll see fewer big money races next year, but. When you go, you'll have two weekends instead of one. Talk to me. What do you think? Well, it's like we were saying, you know, on several episodes before, um, and we honestly kind of projected it being this year was the time, the end of the year anyway, was going to be where it's going to start happening. But, you know, the way fuel prices are going, 
maybe racing doesn't necessarily take a hit, kind of like what Brett Kepner said on our show a few shows back. Maybe racing doesn't necessarily take a hit, but maybe it turns more to the side of maybe there's actually more big money racing because maybe rather than racing every single weekend, maybe things turn more towards saying, okay, well, you know, one week this month, I'm just going to take the week off and I'm going to go race Tuesday through Sunday. And then I'm not going to race until next month, you know, and you still race the same amount, you know, especially if you're doubling, you could potentially race more and only actually go to the track five times. Well, if you think about it, how much does your racing budget change if you don't have to tow back and forth a hundred miles one way at five mile five dollars of the gallon diesel fuel at ten miles of the gallon, you know? That's true. That's a true statement. And that's kind of my thought process between but behind thinking that um these longer weekends or these these consecutive weekend races are gonna be a pretty popular deal. Um so Definitely uh, keep your eyes out, especially during the winter series, as I'm pretty sure going bracket racing will get quite a bit of information to, to give to you guys. A winter series will be starting pretty soon here. I want to say maybe November 8th, I think might be today. And uh, I think our surprise guest might be Paige Hamlin. Who knows? Well, I just, and, just uh, told you that. So, yeah, there you have it. <laughs> uh, Bird up saying uh, here's an idea from earlier. Instead of having money. Uh, a, a money race with buybacks have a race where the entry fee buys you two entries. So similar to, I want to say that GABR does that. Yeah. Galen Rawson, it says right here, Galen Rawson does that. The buy one, get one entry races, although there's still buybacks. And I like that too, because, you know, I, I want to say, you know, everybody probably watches uh, Brit and Slate Cummings and Cole's page, the Cummings right. Motorsports page, because they have right. funny videos That's once right. in a while. <laughs> They're just going working, making fun of Cole most of the time. Most but, of the time. Uh, <laughs> they or have making, a lot of making fun of Cole not working is what I normally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I do like that idea because they said the whole reason they did that was because it puts everyone on an even even playing field. Even though some some don't perceive a double as an advantage. Some don't some do perceive a double as an advantage. But what it does is it says if you can show up and you can pay the entry fee, then you can go to GABR and you're on the same playing field with everybody else. So if you can show up and pay the entry fee, no one else can buy more entry fees than you. That's I, I like it. And I also like the idea of having buybacks inside of it. You know, it's it, and that's going to be a subject I'm sure we'll get into this winter series as well, because seemingly everybody has an opinion on buybacks, a mulligan, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and and I just so happen to sit on the uh, I like the buyback. I do uh, not that I want to go to the window and, and make the walk of shame and and get one of Paige's buyback cookies, even though they were really <laughs> good. Uh, I, I prefer not to have to buy back, but. We'll do so if it's there. So I expect that to be a conversation over this winter as well. Uh, and as, as well as like to throw out to everybody in the, in the chat bleachers, everybody watching as we move through the winter series. If you have ideas, if you have people you'd like to hear from, shoot us a holler. Maybe we can get, uh, get that taken care of for you here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Uh, cause hey, it's all about you guys anyway when it comes to something that we're talking about. We can't have conversations like this without. Dylan Champion throwing out loose rocker needs to run a deal like that. He's talking about the uh, buy one, get one entry deal. So um, keep them coming, guys. Casey, man, as far as for for racing next year, is it too early for you to make a forecast? 
beyond what you've already done, especially on the local track side of things. We've talked pretty good during this string about big money. What do you feel about local tracks? I think uh, next year? ultimately, I think uh, local tracks, believe it or not, it doesn't seem like they should. But in a slower economy, I think local tracks actually benefit, especially, for example, around my area, Loose Rocker is a big money program that runs just in the Carolinas. You know what I mean? Like uh, they have their door car race, uh, the American Door Slammer Nationals, I believe it's called. Uh, they have a 10 for a warm up on Friday and then 220s. It's at Galat. Uh, Michael Beard's in here. I want to say it's November 11th. So correct me if I'm wrong, Michael. Um, and then they're going straight to Darlington, I believe, the following week to run their footbreak race. So, you know, for us, it's kind of, uh, you know, I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of racers out here. But ultimately, big money racing across the country actually hurts our local programs more so than uh, than anything else because it takes the racers away from here. True. Um, you know, that being said, our local races a lot of times are bigger than the average race. So if there isn't a mega money race going on, we have tons and tons of cars show up because, for example, like I said, Halloween Havoc next week is uh, or this weekend, I should say, is two ten granders and they're affordable races and they're they're normal events that aren't specialty events. They have five granders two days every month, pretty much. They have their blackjack race that's a 20 grander or 21 grander. Um, and I want to say they had another 20 grander that they put up. So at the end of the day, um, it's kind of weird because there's there's just so many racers in the Carolina area that, uh, you know, whenever the recession happened last time, I was living in the Midwest and it killed the Midwest. Like a that's lot right. of tracks closed, including Gateway. That's right. You know, and Gateway is a is a super track, a you know, track. and it closed. Right. So, right. you know, to be fair, though, it also cost, last I heard 20 years ago, it cost $10,000 to turn the lights on. So It's probably more than that at this point, right? But, yeah. You would think so. Right. The energy all went up, so you would think so. Right. I see Mark, Michael Beard's uh, confirming. I think you said the 11th through the 13th um, is that race, Casey. Uh, I think that's at, uh, at Galat, right? Yeah, the top bulb race is at Galat, and then the bottom bulb race is in Darlington. Yep, yep. Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Well, been a heck of a week, to say the least. Uh, weekend, I should say. We're at the beginning of the week. I'm hoping it'll be a heck of a week. And uh, maybe I'll take old Mo down to XRP and turn on some wind lights. And uh, it'll make it even better. But can't say enough about what I saw from uh, from the, from the uh, OG Million. Thank you to Motormania TV and all your sponsors for keeping it free to the user. Um, giving us something to watch and actually enjoy watching um shout out to all the 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 the, the um announcing staff yes, man, exactly that's exactly what them, i was trying to get out yeah at the end of the day without without you know that the announcing staff that's on these motor mania live feeds without them you know you're just watching cars go down the track and it's and it's not that exciting but whenever you get guys like ryan and jed and uh jj JJ and and another two i can't remember the other guy there's another guy sorry i'm forgetting your name off top of my head i'm trying to just ramble these out and give everybody credit where credit's due but everybody did a great job announcing this weekend and they're the ones that really make watching the racing exciting if if i'm honest yeah i'm gonna be honest i've seen a few a few comments uh in the motor mania chat motor maniacs were saying uh about big jed 
They said they they think Big J can make watching paint dry entertaining. And that's, that's <laughs> he probably could. It's probably a true statement. And if he doesn't make it entertaining, he's just gonna sing happy birthday to somebody and that'll entertain it, you know. So that's uh definitely a spot on job uh from the uh from the uh from the crew from everyone who was announcing that race. Um definitely. Casey, what do you got before we get out of here? Oh, by the way, Ryan Gleghorn chimes in, it was Steve Riggins. That's what Steve. I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> hey, man, our bad for forgetting your name, but good job out there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, no, the, uh, you know, as you can tell, you know, we've we've talked about absolutely everything there is to talk about at the OG Million for the most part. If you can right. find any more topics on the OG Million, I would be very surprised, but right. I think we have it all covered. We had the pre-race show, we had the during the race show, and now we've had the recap show. I think we beat that dead horse. We'll see him in 2023, so... Other than that, we just got to thank Team 14, Syntex Printing, Driven Racing Oil, Chance Performance Parts, TSR Racing Products, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Ken Jones Performance. And other than that, we'll see you next Tuesday. I stole it from you. Good job. See you guys.